The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 227th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, an event of the week that I attended. Also, we will be joined later by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. I'm going to start today with my bizarre story of the week, which was watching all morning on ESPN the FIFA election live from Zurich. And it's always something with this organization uh, always something bizarre, and today was another one as Johnny Infantino pulled an upset to succeed the bizarre reign of Sepp Blatter, which has now ended. And uh, interestingly, Infantino grew up, is from a town literally six miles away, kilometers, I should say, uh, from Sepp Blatter. So it was an upset. Uh, He was not expected to win in all the betting parlors. Uh, But he did on the second ballot, and he's been affiliated throughout his career with European soccer. So it was all pretty interesting in that a lot of people thought in the wake of Sepp Blatter's reign that... uh, FIFA would go in a different direction, elect uh, someone from outside the continent of Europe. Uh, Did not happen. And uh, so it was just a pretty fascinating morning watching how they do it. It's uh, done by hand, hand balloting as opposed to electronic, which is fascinating in and of itself. It took a while, two ballots. It took basically most of the morning from like 8 a.m. till just about an hour or so ago. So uh, that's it. There's a new FIFA president, and uh, to say he has his hands full would be an understatement. So it should be fun to watch. My highlight of the week was, again, the Golden State Warriors lighting it up down in Florida uh, in dramatic fashion. 
as the Splash Brothers put on a fourth quarter show a couple nights ago. I was in South Florida watching the game, and uh, it was great. Heat fans were, I wasn't at the game, but I was at a nearby restaurant, and uh, Heat fans were going nuts for the possibility of the upset victory. Uh, but then it just turned to awe again as uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson uh, got off on their three-point shooting in the fourth quarter. It was just marvelous to watch. And uh, it was a great crowd and really, really enjoyable to be down in South Florida as the Heat were trying to pull off an upset. Um, What we're watching is truly, truly something special. Uh, The Warriors' record now stands at 52-5 and when they're officially ahead of the Bulls' pace uh, to break the all-time record for NBA wins. So it's just really uh, spectacular to watch. I just cannot get enough of Steph Curry. He is literally the best thing in basketball since Michael Jordan. And uh, for sheer enjoyment uh, of a scorer uh, since Pete Maravich in my book, he's been throwing in a number of midcourt or further shots, including one last night against Orlando when he rang up 51 points against the Orlando Magic in Orlando. And, uh, you know, he makes, uh, he's now made a number of, again, midcourt type shots at the end of quarters, halves, what have you. And uh, he's almost, you know, you almost expect it to go in, which is just incredible. Um, his three point shots are just, uh, you know, like bunnies for most people. And it's just, uh, a show, a nightly show. I just cannot get enough of it. Uh, I go out of my way to find them. That's why it was such a pleasure to, uh, have them on in South Florida when I was there. And it was just terrific. Well, my low light of the week was the Johnny Manziel domestic violence case going to the grand jury down in Dallas. And we all know the, uh, the history of Johnny Manziel. He's, uh, in a lot of near trouble incidents, but now it feels like this is the first time that it's heading into the legal system. And, uh, so that just raised it to an entirely different level. And he is really, really, uh, uh, heading down a slippery slope now. Truly, his NFL career is obviously in jeopardy. And uh, this doesn't even get into the facts of potential suspension by the NFL, what have you. Uh, but there's just so much going on. It's frankly tough to keep up with. But this this latest thing with, uh, again, the Dallas police sending it on to the grand jury, uh, just again, seems like it takes it to a different level than what it's been. And finally, my event of the week was, while I was down in Florida, uh, going over to the Atlanta Braves spring training. Pitchers and catchers were on hand uh, right down the street where I was at Disney's Wide World of Sports. Just a spectacular facility, the overall complex, and the uh, Braves uh, spring training stadium 
and uh, joining fields in particular. And having once been a resident of Florida, there's just nothing like spring training. Uh, it was just really, really a beautiful day. And to have pitchers and catchers out there just doing some light work out on the field uh, really got me in the mood for baseball and summer and nice weather. So it was just great to be there. And uh, Houston Astros were tra also training in the Orlando area. Um, didn't make it over there, but also saw a lot of Astro fans around, uh, not to mention, of course, Braves fans. So it was just a lot of fun. Scouts were in attendance, a lot of people with clipboards, and there's just, again, uh, nothing like spring training in Florida to uh, get you in the mood for better weather ahead. So now, let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. I'm doing fantastic. I'm out here in sunny Southern California at the moment. Well, good for you. As I was just saying uh, in the opening segment... I've uh, just got back from Florida, where I've been for the last week or so, and uh, it's nice to be out in the sun, isn't it? It sure is. It, it beats that cold weather. It's uh, no doubt about that. I'm back in Boston, and uh, 
a little chilly, but it is sunny, so I'll say that. And uh, so far, what did I see? I think we're having the second mildest winter so far on record in Boston. So no complaints this year. Nothing like last year at this time. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it for you, John. That's, that's great. I know, I know. And there's no snow on the ground, most importantly. <laughs> so, uh, so California, I'm sure you're doing a lot of sports-related activities, and uh, we'd love to hear all about them. Well, this this past week, John, I had a chance to visit the biggest Catholic school west of the Mississippi, Modern Day High School. That's the home of Matt Liner and Matt Barkley, uh, and also for those fans from years ago, John Hewitt. John Hewitt, quarterback of Notre Dame. I did not know that. Wow. You know, you know, John. I think I, I don't believe I knew that at the time. I knew he was from the West Coast, but I didn't realize that he played at Modern D. And, of course, he won the Heisman in 1964 for Notre Dame. Correct. Passing to a name we will recognize, Jack Snow, uh, one of the all-time original college football hookups, to say the least, uh, one of the best passing tandems of all time. Uh, now, did Todd Marinovich go to Modern D as well? No, I don't believe he did. I don't believe he did, uh, John. Okay. He did. But, so, he's, you know, he's out there in the West Coast. I think he's around one of those Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, something like that. Yes. Well, I also didn't re- realize that uh, Modern D is the second largest Catholic school west of the Mississippi. I never knew that. So that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. The biggest one west of the Mississippi, I think it's the second biggest in the United States. And I, I didn't find out the biggest one. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere here on the East Coast. Uh a lot of them, certainly here in Boston and New York, to say the least, uh, and Philadelphia, by the way, has uh, a number of them as well. Well, that, that's a good trivia question. I'm going to have to look that one up. Uh, so that's great. Now, where is Modern D located? A little south of L.A., right? Right, Santa Ana, California. 2,200 students, John. They have beautiful facilities, a nice turf field for football and baseball and lacrosse and I was out there watching football practice the other day, seven on seven, and they were in shorts. But there was all kind of activities. The students were running around the track, practicing baseball with the pitching machine. I mean, everything was full full blast. It, it was great to see all those students taking advantages of the of the great facilities. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, it sounds like it's practically like a college campus. I'm guessing. It is. It really is. It's a security gate where you pull in, you park your vehicle, and uh, everything is like a well-oiled machine. You can see all the the signs from past champions and all the efficient uh, office workers. You know, in in the uh, in the principal's office and the athletic department. They have an athletic building. It is really cool. That sounds awesome! Wow. Now, did you have a specific purpose or interview set up there, or were you just going to check it out in general? Well, there was a couple of players actually that are considering Alabama down the road. They're from the class of 2018, which is down the road, and then there was even one freshman I spoke to uh, from the class of 2019, and it was funny because he hadn't played that much varsity football as a freshman, really got called up uh, for the playoff games a little bit, and he already has offers from Arizona State and Oregon. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he's a freshman. Yeah. He's a freshman, yeah. yeah. He's a wide receiver, and his dad had played in Northern Illinois, and uh, his name is Horace, Horace McCoy, but it goes by Brew, 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 McCoy, uh, Brew McCoy. 
But then they had a big offensive lineman, John uh, Tommy Brown, he's about six seven, um, three hundred. He's a was a sophomore. He's going to be a junior this year. His dad was a shot putter at Alabama, so wow. we visited a while, and then uh, visited with another uh, another player there. He his his brother plays at Notre Dame actually, and. Uh, his, his name is Amin Ra St. Brown, and he speaks three languages. Oh, my. Yeah. He's a slot back, about a six-foot wide receiver slot back, good player, good speed, quickness, hands. And then his brother's on the team as well, a year older, I believe it is, so he'll be playing somewhere and down the road. Yeah, his, his other brother, I think, is about six, four, or five, plays at Notre Dame. Fascinating. Well, that's interesting. You had mentioned Notre Dame because I uh, had interviewed uh, recently Anthony Fasano, the former tight end. He's now a tight end oh, yeah. for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans, and he's opened an addiction facility uh, down in Florida, South Florida. And uh, so, yeah, I wrote a interviewed him, wrote a story that's on the NFL Player Engagement website for my work, and uh, so it was just great. Great to talk to a, a Notre Damer. He's from New Jersey. And yeah. uh, and by the way, yeah, New Jersey has some tremendous Catholic schools as well. Um, I think I know Phil Sims's sons went to, I believe, a big Catholic school out in, down in Jersey. Um, so, yeah, hey, there, it, it's, you know, it's big time stuff to say the least. Uh, now, who's the coach of modern day? Is he... Uh, someone who's been around a while, built the program. John, funny you mentioned it. He's been there about 40 years, been the head coach for about 27. That's what I figured. He, he actually played at USC, and he was a defensive back wide receiver, uh, Bruce Rollinson. So it was fun for me to visit with I'm sure. I'm sure it was great. He played, and that and that. A transformative game in 1970 when USC visited Birmingham. Sam Cunningham game, right? The Sam Cunningham game, sure did, sure did. Wow. So, spoke to spoke to Bruce. He was very generous with his time, and and we, he, I was on the practice field with him. He came over. We spoke quite a long time, and. We were in the weight room after practice, and I visited with him earlier in the day in his office, and it was just it was just a fun visit. I've you know, so much hospitality, and and I know he was glad uh, I was able to stop by because he he likes to speak about his players and his program. So it was it was fantastic. That sounds tremendous. Uh, wow. Now, does I'm just curious. Does Modern Day play De La Salle? Uh, legendary uh, school further up north. Uh, you know, the movie was made about them, and I think what when the game was great, I think might have been the name of the movie. And their legendary coach and the longest winning streak in American high school football. Uh, do those two teams play each other? You know, you no, know, John. I, I'm sure they played through the years. And uh, Bruce was telling me that last year he he actually started a freshman quarterback. Believe it or not, John. Wow. JT Daniel. JT Daniel had, I think he threw for over 3,000 yards. Good looking athlete. I watched him practice uh, the other day. But they were defeated by the uh, 
by the Southern champion, let's say, Southern California champion. And then that team, I think, ended up playing for the championship. But I think probably Modern has played De La Salle in, in, in their history in their, you know, through the years. But I, I'm not positive. I couldn't say with certainty. But I would think, I know, I would think yeah. they have. Yeah, I would think De La Salle and, and Modern have, have gotten together. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, hey, so let me ask you, like, how far, where do they get their kids from? Or, you know, do they have, yeah, like, question, resi- yeah. residential facility or no? Like, can you stay there or? Uh, not that I am aware of, John. I, I actually posed that question to Bruce, and he said but within 50 miles, about 50 okay. miles. Wow. He gets he gets players. Sure does. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh yeah, well, it's fertile ground out there in California. I'm sure if you're in a 50-mile radius of the L.A. area, you're getting some serious players, to put it mildly. So uh, so that that is really sounds like a fun, fun day. What day were you there? Uh, you know, John, uh, today is Friday. I believe I was there on Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I'm, try- I'm trying to go to... Few more high schools out here. There's some players that Alabama has shown some interest, and vice versa. So, just trying to get in certain coaches, uh, waiting for them to call me back, uh, because it's a great opportunity to, to visit with these these uh, outstanding players on the on the West Coast and get their opinion of Southeastern Conference football and the Alabama name. So. They they know about Alabama. I can tell you that, John. They they're more than casual observers. I'm sure they are. So that leads to the obvious question: uh, uh, Alabama clearly and Nick Saban clearly have a pipeline out to California now. Is that something that's been going on for a while? Is it or is it like uh, increasing in recent years? Well, I think you know, even many years ago, Alabama had gotten players from California. You know, forty. 45 years or 40 years ago, there were, there were players um, who came to Tuscaloosa and played football and some good ones, as a matter of fact. But Nick Saban, he has a assistant coach on his staff, Tosh Lutoy, who played at University of California, from Northern California. As a matter of fact, played at De La Salle, never lost a football game, John. Oh, is that right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, never there's lost a few of those. Few, game. Amazing. There's a few of those guys out there from De La Salle, right? Yeah. Yeah, he never lost his football game. Played at the University of California, coached there, coached at the University of Washington. He's an outstanding recruiter, and he's the person who makes the contact on the West Coast. And uh, he's had some success. I mean, uh, I believe I believe Alabama's quarterback this year will be Blake Barnett, redshirt freshman from San Diego High School in Corona, California. And I, I was able to visit with his offensive coordinator one day as well. Wow. And what year will he? What year will he be in uh, at Alabama? Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman, John. This will be his first year for varsity. He um, was a scout team quarterback. He's six five. He's about two oh five now, and he gave the defense fit because he can really run, and, and he's got a big, strong arm. His offensive coordinator Ryan Main was telling me when he first met him. Uh, Ryan came to the program. He was a senior, and he was having a catch with uh, Blake and. And Blake was throwing about 50 yards, and he was hitting the goalpost. Wow. Was his goal, and he, yeah, he's big, strong, huh? and accurate. 
Oh, so we're talking someone special here then, to say the least. I, I think I think so. I think he can be, uh, in considering that what Alabama has returning, uh, the receivers uh, are very good. You know, good. You know, Ridley's coming back, and he caught 89 passes. And Darius Stewart, the second leading receiver, caught over 60. And I don't think that's ever happened in Alabama. And then you had Robert Foster from Pennsylvania, who got hurt after about the third game, somewhere in the third game. He's, he was the MVP of the A-Day game uh, they have in the spring. And then you have, of course, O.J. Howard, the tight end. He, he could have went pro this year. He might be the top tight end coming out next year. So I tell everybody, if Blake can just keep the ball away from the other team and throw it near one of those receivers, he's going to be very successful. When O.J. Howard had the huge national championship game that we were at uh, just sure a mere six, seven weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, he. I'm surprised he didn't go. You know, he, he, to say coming off that game, he'd be a hot commodity, to put it mildly. I, w- I was very surprised. Not only did O.J. stayed at Alabama, but a few more, especially on defense. I was really surprised that uh, only a couple of them left. Yeah. Interesting. So, next, what's, what's next up for you on your California tour? Uh, my next trip is uh, I'm actually up here in Pasadena going to visit with somebody today, a past president of the Rose Bowl. We're going to have lunch. Uh, a friend of mine, Dave Davis. Uh, Dave's on the National Football Foundation board as well. And then this evening, I'm going to head down to Los Angeles, back south again, and to Staples Center, my first time, and cover the Lakers versus Memphis. Uh, Memphis has a, a former Alabama basketball player, Jermichael Green, Six foot nine forward, he's, gonna, he's getting a lot of playing time because there's injuries with Memphis. So I'm right. looking forward to, to seeing uh, the Staples Center uh, for the first time and, and visiting with Jermichael, who I remember I, I covered him at the Jordan Brand Classic in New York City when he was 17 years old. Is that right? Wow, did, small uh, world. I've known him, yeah, I've known him a while. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be happy to see you. Uh, you're going to love the Staples Center. I've been out there. Not for a game, but for a networking event that uh, I helped put together for the uh, Public Relations Society of America Sports and Entertainment section. We held it at the Staples Center, and it's spectacular. You are going to be really, really impressed. Uh, the inside of that arena uh, is one of the best I've ever seen. Luxury suites like like you read about, and it's just really, <laughs> really cool in there. You're going to love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I've always, uh, you know, admired the Lakers, of course. They're one of the fantastic franchises in America. That's oh, yeah. Out there. New York Yankees, Boston Celtics, Dallas Cowboys, uh, those types of teams. So, yeah, it's, it's great to have a chance to and, and get an opportunity to see Kobe Bryant as well. Well, exactly. I'm, I'll be anxious to hear, you know, when we talk again next week, how the crowd is tonight. Uh, you know, let's face it. It's all about Kobe, just like it was at the NBA All-Star Game, uh, but even more so in L.A. these days. Yeah, John, it, it's, I'm, I'm anxious to see what will the crowd be like. Uh, you know, what will the crowd be like, you know, since the Lakers aren't very good this year? Well, exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating. I mean, he is... Uh, he is about the only reason that people are going to games right now in L.A., and you're absolutely right, uh, you know, that they are one of America's top franchises. So, you know, that gets them a lot of goodwill. You know, that'll get them through a couple of bad seasons. Uh, 
you know, the Celtics up here had this happen, uh, you know, back in the 90s, as we all remember. And I think one time they had a 22-game losing streak with Paul Pierce, things like that. But, you know, the people kept coming because uh, the foundation was so strong. And I think the Lakers certainly fall into that category. Yeah, and everyone wants to see Kobe just one time before he, he, you know, you know, retires and moves on. So I'm sure it's a hot ticket in town. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, and the Memphis Grizzlies, that'll be good. Zach Randolph and the crew, uh, although they have been hit pretty hard by injuries. So uh, I hope their window isn't closing, but uh, uh, could be. They've had a good run here the last few years, but. Again, with Mark Gasol out, that just cuts the heart right out of him. Yeah, that's one of the players that's injured, and that's the reason Jermichael's getting a chance to play. So, All right. Maybe, you know, maybe he can help himself. Absolutely. Well, AP, this is great. Again, we're all envious of you getting to spend so much time out in California. You're clearly maximizing it all your time with lots of great sports stuff, a nice, nice variety starting with the Super Bowl, by the way, <laughs> Super Bowl week. Um, but there's still a lot of other things going on in the world of sports, so why don't we take our break now, and uh, we'll get to some of the other subjects on the other side. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... Call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. You can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., I know you're out in California, as we just discussed in the previous segment. Uh, how long are you going to be out there for? 
Yeah, I'll be here. It's about March 8th, John, and, and then I'll be headed to the SEC basketball tournament in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, that's great. Um, well, that'll be exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be covering the NCAA regional up here in Providence in a couple of weeks, so I can't wait for that. That's going to be tremendous. Yeah, that's a nice event. And that was the first and second round. Is that right? First and that's second exa- round? That's exactly right. Um, I think it's Thursday and Saturday, March 17th and 19th down in Providence. So, yeah, uh, nothing like the first couple rounds of the uh, NCAA. I covered the regional round in Boston a couple years ago, and, uh, you know, it was great. So this is going to be really, really exciting. And, uh, you know, speaking of college basketball, something popped up the other night uh, that I'm sure you're aware of that was uh, Arizona coach Sean Miller uh, going off on court stormings. And, uh, yeah, the subject of court storming, I mean, it surprises me how it just continues to not be addressed. I mean, I, I, I am in the camp that it is a disaster waiting to happen. I think we might all remember a few years ago. I think it might have been Maryland, North Carolina State. There was a person in a wheelchair, got knocked off his wheelchair and onto the ground and whatnot and during a court storming. And I thought that was going to be the trigger. But here we are a couple of years later, and it's still the same situation. Uh, what are your thoughts on court stormings these days yeah i think john it's a very it's a very dangerous situation i agree and, you know you you would think that you can appeal to the fans their better nature that they wouldn't want to see any of their fellow students or fans hurt but for some reason the, the students they just i mean you know they're living dangerously i mean they don't think they can ever be hurt but it could happen and then and then their heart's going to ache for a long time. So I don't know what, how to address it, except that you can mention it before every game. You can impress upon it through the game and getting close to the end of the game. So I think it's that constant reminder um, over their speakers about there's no storming of the court. And I, w- I would say the coach can be a big factor in emphasizing control. And telling the students that we want to celebrate, we want you to cheer loudly for the team and exhort the players, but please refrain from storming the court. Well, exactly. I mean, a lot of people who support it, and I understand youthful college exuberance and enthusiasm. I totally get it. I've witnessed in person court stormings at Boston College. Uh, I think they it was uh, they beat Duke a while back, and uh, so I've seen it. And you know, I was. <laughs> safely up in the second deck and uh it is something to see and i get i you know i totally get the exuberance of it but again an absolute disaster waiting to happen i mean sean miller talked about you know came right out and just said one of his arizona players is someday going to you know uh punch a fan and when it happens you know don't be surprised arizona for whatever because they're a good team you know, they've, uh, you, you know, when they've been beaten on the road, uh, there's been a fair amount of court stormings. I think the number is something like 10 in three, four years. So that's a lot. That but is. Correct me if I'm wrong, AP. Here, and here, here's why the people who say it can't be done, like, it's logistically. 
Wasn't there like a few years ago in college football? Wasn't there? It might have been more than a few years ago, but remember, somebody they stormed the field after a college football game and like brought down a goalpost, and some people were severely injured, and you know that was the end of, of field storming. I'll call it in college football. Do you remember that? Yeah, yes, I do. I think it was a young lady. I believe young young girl. Right. Exactly. Who was who was injured? I, I believe it was a female and. She, she was hit in the head, and yeah, there were some severe consequences. Yeah, that uh, from that when that happened. So you can you would think that you know you you know John, they have these um, TVs, monitors, and screens at these games. You know, they could show something like that and say, "Look, we want to prevent something happening to any of our fans or students, and please don't storm the court." I think yeah. that's a, maybe a good, a good idea. Somebody can do that. Well, yeah, what I found no, myself. Then yeah, then there's no reason it, it should happen, John. If you show it to all the people in the, the stadium or in the arena that evening, you're, you're giving them a, an example. Well, exactly. And to me, the crazy thing is, is the people who want to preserve it, court stormings, are saying that it's logistically impossible. But, you know, to me, if you could bring field storming in college football to an end, which which they did, then surely, you know, it's a lot harder to police a football field, much bigger, obviously, than a basketball court. And I just don't see why, you know, they just can't get this taken care of. I, I think, again, disaster waiting to happen. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to do it. Number one, you got to get the visiting team. Off the floor, you have to. That yeah. minimum, that has to happen. But you know, also just uh, and you know, college campuses all have you know in-house police forces. And then the other one is just simply, I think you make an announcement and just simply say, if you're caught on the, uh, you know, if you're caught on the floor after the game, your season tickets are revoked. You know, student season tickets. I think you just that simple statement. I think is going to could stop it. I, you know, I mean, who's going to risk that if you're a student? Yeah, I think they could set up a penalty and announce that as well, and try to have some prevention of storming uh, the court. I mean, in this day and age, John, you could communicate and you could move people to do many things. I, I really believe that that can be taken care of. You know, at all the colleges and universities, I really do. I do too. Again, I, I know. Sean Elliott has, uh, yeah, Sean Miller, excuse me, has been, you know, a lot of support, but he's also been getting some heavy criticism. This has been going on for a number of years, and, uh, you, you know, it's, it's a volatile topic. And, uh, you know, but I happen to be totally in agreement with him. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it needs to stop. And we shall see how it all develops. But, you know, speaking of college sports, I have uh, on in the background the uh, NFL Combine. They're working out some uh, running backs and the like. And Kenyon Drake from Alabama just ran. Derrick Henry's about two or three people away. Ezekiel Elliott literally just completed it seconds ago. So, yeah, uh, football never stops year-round nowadays. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And actually... Two people away is Glenn Gronkowski, and following him in the next couple of minutes will be Derrick Henry. So 
Alabama, yet again, well represented, of course. Yeah, John, I'm sure many folks are waiting to see Derrick Henry's 40 time. I don't know what, the, like I said, I was driving here, uh, you know, going through town here. I don't know what the Kenyon Drake ran, but he's a he's a valuable. He can be an every down back for some team that they really wanted him. But he's definitely a third down back because he has soft hands, can catch the football, and he's elusive. He's, he can run between the tackles. He can run outside. Uh, he's, he's a versatile back. Yes. And it was Kenyon Drake who had the, uh, another Alabama player with a huge national championship game, right? Oh, my goodness. If they didn't, he didn't have those special teams, you know, that return for a touchdown and, and that shootout. There's no way Alabama could have won the football game. I totally agree. That turned the game around. That that was the play of the game, without a doubt, in my book. Um, so yeah, yeah, he. Uh, I missed his forty time, unfortunately, but uh, I'll try to watch a little closer for uh, Derrick Henry's uh, forty time coming up here in the next couple of minutes. But yeah, uh, I would, I would say, John, you know, the forty time is in, is important, but I think the ten yard burst is more. Uh, you know, would would go to uh, somebody being confident about a running back on that ten yard burst. Can they get through that first ten yards? Right, right. Um, well, it's interesting. Here's uh, Glenn Gronkowski doing his run, just beginning, and uh, Bill Belichick. They just showed him sitting in the stands with his laptop. So here is uh, Gronkowski, and it doesn't take long. We can report it quickly and. They're showing it unofficial time, 4.7. Not bad for someone his size. He, of course, is Rob's brother, a member of the famed Gronkowski clan, and uh, tight end at Kansas State University. So there's actually a story this morning that, uh, you know, the Patriots might be looking at him. So wouldn't that be something? That would be, that'd be quite interesting. I'm not sure the last time they had brothers on a team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, they did have another brother on the team for a while, I believe, uh, one of the Gronkowskis. Dan, maybe. But okay. here's Derek Henry running as we speak. It looks like 4.54 unofficial time. Uh, so there you have it, live uh, from NFL Network. Uh, he's <laughs> Derek Henry, so I know you're interested, and there you go. So let's see if that unofficial time still holds. I know they take a couple of seconds. He looks great. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, so who are the other Combine stars uh, or Alabama stars that are at the Combine? Well, I think uh, A'shaun Robinson, you know, big <clears throat> people that can move in our athletic, John, those are always uh, at the top of the list for me. He's, he can play inside or out. Oh, he's about 300. He's so athletic, I know people recall again the LSU game, they had the field goal extra point, and he actually jumped over the center. Wow. Jumped over the center. I've never seen that before, and I asked Aishan, I said, have you, that's the first time you ever did this, and I've done it before. So, six foot four, 300 pounds, able to jump over the center. Uh, and he's, he's, a, he's a, a real serious kind of person. He likes to take care of business, and he's a big guy who can make plays. I've seen a lot of big guys strong, can run, but can you make plays? He makes plays. Wow, that's uh, impressive. Yeah, yeah, another one to look at is Jaron Reed, who can plug up that middle. Uh, he can take on two players uh, in that center. 
and he gives a pretty good push up the middle on the pass rush. I mean, that's one thing that he'll have to improve, I'm sure, but he's an outstanding defensive lineman as well. Well, as always, a lot of Alabama players, uh, you know, will be making their mark at the NFL Combine. Well, this is something interesting. They're showing Jay Gruden with uh, Dan Snyder, an owner at the Combine, mm-hmm. the owner and coach, of course, of the Redskins. So that's pretty cool. So it's not often, I don't think, that you see the owners at the actual Combine. So it's the place to be, right? Oh, it sure is. NFL Combine. You see everybody from around the country, and you get to – See all your friends in the industry. So yeah, it's a uh, in, in Indianapolis is it's a nice town too. I like Indianapolis. It is. It's all within everything is within walking distance. It's really convenient, and uh, a lot of people I know basically say, media included, that it's the best networking event of the year for the you know that the NFL does. Period. If you just want to sit, meet, and talk people with people, that's the spot to do it. So that's. Uh, it's a great time. Have you ever been to one? I have not been to one. No, no I haven't been to one, but I, I would say another, you know, place is the Senior Bowl. They, they have hundreds of NFL representatives and executives and scouts and coaches, and so that, that's another place as well in Mobile. And I think you really have more access in Mobile, John, believe it or not, with the players. Yeah, and I have heard that too. The Senior Bowl is the other one. Those are the two that I've heard are the best. Um, and I know you know your Senior Bowl, so uh, I, I'd like to get down to one of those one of these days. So that'd be great. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of this segment, but uh, why don't we take our final break? Still a few more things to get to on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. 
And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tomorrow night's Golden State-Oklahoma City Thunder game at 8.30 Eastern time from Oklahoma City. Uh, anyone who watched the those two teams play the night before the Super Bowl at Oracle Arena uh, in Oakland <clears throat> knows the potential. It has to be just a great game. And AP, I was talking, I opened my segment talking about uh, Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors, 52-5 and record, all of it. I was in Florida this past week, so... Uh, when the Heat gave them, the Miami Heat gave them all they could handle, I was watching in a crowded restaurant, uh, and it was just absolutely electric. It was first, you know, all the Heat fans were cheering because it looked like they might pull the upset. It was, you know, pretty much a tie game down to the last minute or two. But then the whole crowd just turned and was in awe of what, you know, Steph Curry was doing to put the game away. So it's it's a national phenomenon, and I got to witness it firsthand. I know you were at Oracle Arena just a couple weeks ago. You've witnessed it firsthand. I saw the Golden State Warriors play the Celtics here at the Garden back in December. It was the last game of their opening 24-game winning streak to begin the season. So, AP, this is special stuff. I can't get enough of it. No, John, you know, I had a chance to see uh, Steph Curry in Golden State twice this year, matter of fact, and I'd love to see him again because he's brought a different dimension to the game of basketball for these young kids and, you know, people who want to enter the league and want to be good basketball players. And Steph Curry's not the biggest player, not the most athletic, but he is one of the greatest skilled players I've ever seen in my whole life, John. He can dribble... Uh, I, I think he can dribble around the phone booth and you couldn't get the ball from him. Well, exactly right. Um, you know, he hit a midcourt shot last night in, up in Orlando. Uh, he's had a few of them now this year at the end of the third quarter. Banked <laughs> it in and, you know, he had 51 points. You know, he had two threes to close out the uh, heat the other night. Um, it's just, again, uh, I just... It, it makes me feel like a kid again. I, I don't know what what it is. There's just something about him that, uh, you know, is so special. It just, you know, when you're younger, I, I grew up watching Pete Maravich and the like, you know, that you just think these people are superhuman. Haven't viewed him that way in a while, but suddenly with this guy, I'm doing it again, like when I was 13. So it's it's just a pleasure to watch. I can't get enough of it. Anyone who could... You get people away from watching the dunk, I'm all for them, John, because he's a phenomenal shooter. He has tremendous vision, so, so much dexterity in his hands. He can pass left-handed, right-handed, behind his back, over his head. You know, he can see where other people are, are, don't even know there's an opening. Well, exactly. And, you know, there's starting to be, you know, just a little bit of uh, pushback, for lack of a better word, about, you know, his quote celebrating, and I, I am totally not getting that. It's like, you know, uh, people just have to find n- something negative because <laughs> there's just really <laughs> is nothing negative. And, no. you know, he's not celebrating. It's just, it's all genuine. It's just, uh, you know, he's just 
enjoying it. He's playing with, you know, great enthusiasm and, uh, you know, the things he's doing are so remarkable that uh, there's a part of me that they thinks, you know, it might even be surprising himself. Right. Every time he, he plays the game, he said, I, I, I did this. I can't believe I just accomplished this feat. And I never get, get the feeling that he's taunting anybody, John. Ever. Ever. Uh, last night, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, as celebratory as I've seen him. Uh, all year, you know, over the past two years, they won the championship last year, so we had a lot to celebrate then, too. But, you know, never in a million years did it cross my mind, even again with last night, uh, that, you know, he was in any way taunting or in any way was celebrating too much. It just really surprised me that anybody could view it that way. But I guess, you know, again, in this day and age, there's always going to be some, some negative, you know, vibe out there, right? Yeah, everybody has to interpret the actions of, of players, and so there's always somebody who has that opinion. Yeah, well, now they're officially ahead of the Bulls' pace to break the all-time record of 72 wins and 52-5. Uh, and five. That, that boggles the mind right there. Um, you know, I guess if it was up to me, I'd like to see him finish with, you know, single-digit losses. Um <laughs> You know, some again, people were thinking they were going to get knocked off in Orlando last night, given that, you know, Miami gave them such a tough time, which is exactly what I saw. You know, I saw uh, the Celtics take them to double overtime, and sure enough, the very really wore them out. It was a really grueling game. Uh, and then the next night, of course, they got beat by, of all people, the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee to end their 24 game winning streak to start the season, but. Again, they're getting. Here, here's what I like. They're getting stronger now, and and like now, I think the end is in sight. Now they can feel it. Yeah, they're a great team to watch. I mean, their style of play, and of course, you know, Clay Thompson. He's the perfect complement to Steph Curry. Well, the other night, earlier in the fourth quarter, he hit like he was just hitting shot after shot. Clay Thompson was, you know, to set up what ultimately would be Curry closing it out. But yeah, he, <laughs> Clay Thompson was just amazing. So again, the Splash Brothers, perfect nickname for those two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love watching those two guys play because you always enjoy someone making baskets, you know, other than a dunk. If you can get away from that dunk, I'm, I'm really uh, all for it. I hear you. Well, AP, it's hard to believe we've come to the end of the show again. I know you're on your way to Pasadena. I, w I was there for the 1995 Rose Bowl between Penn State and Oregon. So all I can say is enjoy the San Gabriel Mountains, which I'm guessing you're looking at as we speak. Thank you very much, John. I sure am. And I always appreciate it. Look forward to the next time. All right. Well, great job. Thank you for calling in. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.